Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Daily Friend Wrap. I'm your host, Nicholas Larimer, and I'm joined today by Mr. Marius Ruert. The first thing we're going to discuss today is South Africa's most recent by-elections held around the country and what they can tell us about where politics is at in the country. So there were a large number of by-elections yesterday across the country. There were, I think, nine by-elections. Um, and Seven, sorry. And uh, the ANC and uh, uh, DA had two safe wards, which they won quite handily. Um, but what was more interesting were the more fiercely contested wards. So one of them was in the municipality of George in the Western Cape. Uh, the PA here surged from 5% of the vote to 63% of the vote. The DA decreased slightly from 37 to 33%. And the good party, as well as uh, another party called the PBI, which I think is a local party, um, did uh, not stand on the ballot. So their votes seem to have gone to the PA. So the DA lost that ward, which I'm sure is, uh, is a, obviously a bit of a, a setback for them. Um, uh, there was another ward in the Overberg where the DA previously got 51% of the vote. They managed to hold this ward, but with a reduced minority. And this result was, I would say, quite a hectic dogfight. I don't think I've ever seen such a heavily contested ward before. Um, the DA got 28% of the vote and won. The good party got 26% of the vote. The PA got 21% of the vote, the ANC got 19 the EFF got 3% of the vote, and a small new party called the PMC got only 2% of the vote. Um, in fact, this turnout was larger than the turnout in the previous election. So, Marius, let's talk a little bit about these. Um, some interesting results here. Uh, I think that George result is probably not great for the good party, which um, I think has some real competition from the PA party. As being, uh, you know, if you're if you're a coloured voter in the Western Cape and you want, don't want to vote for the DA, it seems like the PA is emerging as the strongest um, sort of opposition party in many ways to the DA in that province. Um, do you agree with that assessment? What, what do you think of the good party's chances and what do you think of the PA's growth in these areas? You're muted, Morris. Yeah, uh, good's a bit on the back foot, I think. Uh, there was there were three by elections in uh, I think it was also George a little while ago, which all uh, wards held by good, and uh, they lost two of those to the DA and one to the PA, so uh, it's definitely I think it's lost some momentum. I think it's also because uh, the fact that the leader of good is a cabinet minister uh, makes it a bit difficult for them to uh, sort of position themselves as a um, opposition party. I mean, if you want to, you know, may as well just vote for the ANC, vote for. Good is as good as a vote for the ANC, so I'm sure that, uh, Good might do well uh, well enough to get back into Parliament. I think uh, they I think they've only got two parliamentary seats and a couple of seats in the Western Cape Provincial Legislature. So they might be able to hold on to those, but I do think uh, you're right. Uh, the PA is definitely eating into Good's vote, and I'm sure the PA is uh, going to outpoll Good in the Western Cape. But I think this is also something that the DA has definitely got to keep an eye on. Uh, the PA is definitely doing well in rural Western uh, Western Cape wards and so on. Uh, so while I still think the DA should get a majority in the Western Cape in the election uh, scheduled later for uh, later this year, it uh, could have a bit of a dogfight on its hands, especially in, as I say, rural the, uh, rural areas of the Western Cape. So the PA is definitely one to watch. And uh, they're also an interesting one. They seem to be sometimes want to be on the side of the ANC, sometimes on the side of the DA. And they've come out with some, uh, you know, s some of his policy positions are, 
definitely opposed to what the ANC is pushing. I mean, Gator McKenzie, the leader of the PA, has come out strongly in support of Israel, and we all know what the ANC's position is uh, on the current conflict in the Middle East between Israel and Hamas. So they definitely aren't just uh, kind of doing what the ANC tells them to do, but they also seem to be a bit all over the place. And I don't think the PA has got really any kind of ideology that holds it together. They do seem to be more interested in you know just power and patronage. Yeah, quite interesting stuff. Interesting that in that George Ward, the DA didn't lose actually that many votes to the PA, but the PA was very good at consolidating uh, the other votes. Um, the Overberg Ward, though, is probably much more concerning for the DA, where they, uh, even though they won the ward, their vote share was significantly reduced. And I suspect that when you see a result like that, particularly good doing surprisingly well in that ward, coming second, um, that uh, the local candidate and that kind of thing were probably very influential in that uh, election. Uh, okay, but let's move to another set of by-elections, and these were in KZN, and once again we are seeing the ANC is taking some real damage in KZN. So there were two interesting things about these by-elections. One is that the IFP remained uh, holding on its, its sort of winning streak in the KZN by-elections, where it's had a, a lot of victories in recent months. But also we saw the MK party, um, the party that is supported by Jacob Zuma, making some impressive debuts, um, getting significant percentages of the vote in Upongolo, in Zululand. The IFP uh, saw their vote reduced from 48% to 36%. The ANC down from 43 to 33%, so the uh, ANC losing slightly more. The MK party managing 28%. Uh, the IFP managed to take a ward in Newcastle off the ANC. And the IFP got 50% of the vote, a big surge up from 27%. The ANC only got 15% of that ward down from 38%. And another party called Team Sugar um, jumping up. Uh, they're, they're a small local party in that part of the world. Uh, jumping up from 3% to 15%. The EFF also saw their vote drop significantly, showing, I think, that the MK party managed to mostly take votes there from the ANC and the EFF rather than from the IFP. So, uh, Morris, some interesting things about this. One, um, impressive initial debut for the MK party, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, close but no cigar. Um, they haven't managed to break out into a ward here or even to come first uh, or second rather in any of these 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 uh by-elections um also the ifp while it has definitely lost a little bit of support in these by-elections to to maybe mk and to some of these other parties generally speaking they seem to be remaining pretty strong um what do you make of this yeah it does seem that uh mk party is taking more uh, support away from the nc obviously it's still remains to be seen but uh uh they did pretty well in by-election uh, last week as well. Uh, that was held in uh, Zululand. Uh, and we saw a recent poll by um, uh, our former colleague, our former boss, Franz Cronier, which said that the MK party could get uh, about 24 23% of the votes in KwaZulu-Natal. So it's definitely something to look out for. And they definitely, uh, they're going to be a force in KwaZulu-Natal, I think. But uh, I think the MK party is even more of a personal vehicle for Jacob Zuma than FF is for Julius Malema or, uh, you know, any kind of similar parties or how the UDM is for Bantu Alamisa, for example. I think the only reason people are voting for the MK party is because of Jacob Zuma. If he, he gets hit by a bus tomorrow, that is the end of the MK party, I think. And be similar with the EFF, I think, but the EFF has 
built a, a few more structures, a bit more sustainable, I think, if something had happened to Julius Malema, for example. So it'd be interesting to see if there's any kind of momentum that the MK party has, or if it's really just a vehicle for Jacob Zuma to get one back at the ANC, which I think it is. It doesn't really do, I mean, I look at the website the other day, they, they don't have any policies up on the website, and it's not clear what, you know, it just seems to be like kind of, you know, the usual stuff that uh, the, the hard left and the anti would talk about, nationalizing everything and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, I mean, really, you know, suicidal economic policies. But yeah, also, nothing. Also, strengthening of traditional leaders. Uh, Zuma has, mm. has made that clear on several public appearances. Yeah, so we'll see uh, if they do manage to grab that. Uh, Zulu nationalist vote, but as you say, that the IFP doesn't seem to be losing too much to um, the MK party at the moment, and does seem to be more the ANC and the EFF that are uh, sort of, um, you know, getting uh, losing support to the MK party. So I think the EFF will actually be a bit worried because KwaZulu Natal is quite a big growth area for them in the 2021 uh, local government election, and it seems that they're kind of losing out now. So I think that. Uh, I think people who are thinking of not voting for the ANC and we're looking to the EFF might actually go rather for the MK party. Yeah, I think um, we, we speculated that the, when the MK party was launched that the IFP might have to watch out for them. And I still think these results do suggest that the IFP may take a little bit of a hit from the MK party. But generally speaking, it does seem as though the ANC are said to be the big losers um, from the MK party's appearance on the stage. The last one I wanted to talk about is a by-election in Nala, in the Free State, uh, where the ANC kicked out its previous councillor, who then stood as an independent um, in this ward, and the ANC retained the ward with a pretty solid result. They went, uh, they got 53% of the vote down from 57% of the vote. But what's more interesting is what happened to the other parties. So the independent managed 25% of the vote. Uh, he was the former ANC councillor, and it seems like he got almost all of his support not from the ANC vote but from the EFF vote. Previously, the EFF had managed 33% of the vote in this ward. They were down to 15%. And Marius, I suspect that this shows something about the EFF in that they are in many ways supported not by South Africans who necessarily buy into their full program, but rather see them as the sort of strong horse that opposes the ANC most effectively in ANC strongholds. Um, and so that's why it's seen as a place to as, uh, to put your support. And at the moment, people think that there's an alternative strong horse, in this case, an independent who is a former ANC councillor. Mm. Um, a lot of voters abandon the EFF and actually back that other candidate. What do you make of that theory? Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I think often the EFF is just kind of a protest vote for people who... Uh, you know, hutful with the ANC and want to look somewhere else, and they won't necessarily agree with uh, um, the EFF policies. But as you say, it's just seen as a fairly strong opposition to uh, the ANC, so they decide to go for it. And we see in these by-elections, uh, seven were held yesterday, uh, and the EFF did pretty poorly in all of them. Uh, you know, they didn't have any kind of breakthroughs. They didn't really uh, push the ANC. Uh, hard in any uh, wards. I mean, there was another uh, by-election in Muddy Bang, which the ANC managed to hold uh, with uh, 80% of the vote. Uh, the EFF only got uh, 17%, a slight increase in what they got in the 2021 local government election. So, and I think that is the pattern we're going to be seeing. I think uh, outside of uh, KwaZulu-Natal, the ANC is still going to be pretty strong in rural South Africa, I think. And that's why people shouldn't uh, 
counts out the the possibility of the ANC still getting about 50% in the local government elections, I'm sorry, in the national elections that are scheduled for later this year. So the ANC brand is still pretty strong and uh, the EFF, while, while people are looking to it, as, as you correctly point out, I think it's more of a, just kind of a protest vote and people aren't really, you know, are strong uh, EFF supporters. No, definitely. And obviously something to watch as we head into the next election. Um, you know, by-elections, it's, it's important to not draw too much from them because they're often dominated by many, many things, the campaigns on the ground, the candidates, local dynamics, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I think that this has been a pretty interesting round of, of results so far. Anyway, that is all the time we have for today. We hope you found this informative and we will see you again on The Daily Friend Show. That's a wrap.